0: It's the Go Gopher podcast with Mike Grimm, episode number 62. I am Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers, and welcome back to our podcast. Today we're talking gopher women's hockey and the state of hockey. It's our pleasure to welcome to the podcast today Golden Gopher star goaltender Skylar Vetter of Lakeville, who's helped Minnesota into this weekend's Frozen Four in Duluth. The Gophers will play rival Wisconsin in one national semifinal game. It's Friday night at 6 o'clock. If they win on Friday, the Gophers would go for the national championship on Sunday. Skyler has a great story to tell, and I promise you'll enjoy hearing from her on our Go Gopher podcast, episode number 62. The Go Gopher podcast is presented by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're a business founder planning to exit your business, you should start by contacting Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. Sunbelt serves more businesses up to $5 million in revenue than anyone, and True North MA serves companies with revenues up to $150 million. Get a confidential, no-cost, no-obligation business value evaluation started today. Hey, you want to make the most of your life's work? Then visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today, and we're thankful that they're sponsoring our Go Gopher podcast and supporting Golden Gopher Athletics. We're also glad to have Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union with us here on the Go Gopher podcast. Affinity Plus has been a longtime Gopher supporter and also a major backer of Special Olympics Minnesota, and the polar plunges are continuing. Affinity Plus is your local credit union throughout the state of Minnesota. You can find out more at affinityplus.org slash go gophers. Our podcast is also sponsored by State Farm agent Tony Hoagland at champlininsurance.com. Tony's a big time gopher hockey fan. We are podcasting episode 62 from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. One other quick note, if you're a restaurant or a business who would like to have our podcast broadcast live from your venue and are interested in partnering with us, please contact the great folks at Talk North. We'd love to be on location on a regular Basis, talknorth.com is where you go. Find Karen Cleary for details. We invite you to subscribe to the Go Go for podcast as well. You can go back and listen to the Go Go for podcast. Last week, for example, we talked with Skyler's teammate Taylor Heisey, as well as Affinity Plus CEO Dave Larson. He took a polar plunge earlier this month. You'll love last week's episode, I promise. Go back and listen. I'd invite you, as mentioned, to subscribe to the Go Go for podcast. That is free. You can listen at any time. That too is free. This week, week it's episode 62 of the go gopher podcast and we're talking golden gopher hockey with goaltender skylar vetter who will join us next
1: I'm Clay Geary, walk-on turn scholarship wide receiver for Gopher football. And I'm Ben Utek, U of M alumni, Super Bowl champion, and Tony Dungy Uncommon Award winner. We understand championship culture, which is why we're part of the True North family of companies. True North invests in only elite teams, like the champion team at Sunbelt Business Advisors. With more brokers, buyers, and offers, Sunbelt gets owners 15% more than the market average. Learn more about this True North company at SunbeltMinnesota.com.
0: Hi Gopher fans, this is your State Farm agent tony hoagland here's the deal when you combine state farm home and auto insurance you save an average of 889 dollars a year my agency is ready to help you combine home and auto and start saving today call 763-421-4900 to start saving like a good neighbor state farm is there It's episode number 62, the Go Gopher podcast, and we're talking Golden Gopher women's hockey. The Frozen Four approaching. Duluth, Minnesota is the site. Amsoil Arena, Minnesota and Wisconsin on Friday at 6 o'clock. The Gophers win that. They'll play for the national championship on Sunday. It's our pleasure to welcome to the podcast for episode 62, the Golden Gopher goaltender for Gopher women's hockey, Skylar Vetter of Lakeville, Minnesota. Skylar, good to see you.
1: Yeah, it's good to see you, too.
0: Well, how much fun are you guys having right now through this run of um, of this postseason, winning the WCHA trophy, winning that first round game in the NCAA um, and now getting ready for the Frozen Four?
1: Yeah, it's been so much fun. Um, we've put in the work all year and it's just it's an amazing feeling when you when you know you're going out to play and everyone's super prepared and excited and ready to go.
0: What is the difference or the, the, the uh, balancing act you have from, from having fun, but also knowing that uh, there's a pressure of, of important games, which you guys have been in many now here in the When you go back to even that regular season stretch where you had Ohio state, Wisconsin and Duluth all in a row, um, all those were meaningful uh, to enjoy it, but also to know that um, there's some pressure that comes along with it.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a lot of pressure, but, um, at least the way I look at it is like the fun comes from winning and being successful and like you obviously have to put in the work during the game and then you can have fun afterwards type of thing so yeah a game of hockey is fun and all but I feel like once you get to this level it's like when you win it's more fun so the outcomes
0: Yeah, always always more fun to win for sure and I would guess for you guys it was awfully fun to beat Duluth last weekend as well Um, for, for a number of reasons obviously whenever you beat a rival it's good but Uh, you know last year they kind of ended your season in this game that it was weird all of a sudden I I know even Brad Frost was talking recalling that game that everyone was kind of looking around like that that really happened almost in disbelief and to kind of avenge it to get that and 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 to secure the berth to to move on to the Frozen Four what was what was that like as well?
1: Oh it was a great feeling you know the entire game everyone was playing so well and we like you said, last year, like we kind of like went in and we were like, OK, like we got Duluth, like it'll be fine. We'll win. And then 60 minutes went by and everyone is like, well, like, what just happened? Like, no, I, like it went by so fast. And it was just it was more of a weird feeling that we lost. And this year, you know, we had a lot of returners. They we were just like, yeah, like we're not going to lose. Like we worked so hard, hard and we know how it feels on the other end of it that we just were like, that's not going to happen this year. So but yeah. yeah, it was a lot last year.
0: It seems like this this team is is certainly playing with a lot of confidence right now as well on both ends of the rink. Um, can you can you talk me through the confidence level first that you have in net, and then two that maybe you see on the ice with your teammates?
1: Yeah, well, with me personally, I, it's just I don't know. I go out there and I, I I know I can stop the puck. I know I can play well. So it's just might as well just go and do it. Like it's like. I don't know like there's pressure I like pressure but at the same time I don't really realize it so I don't know if that's like where my confidence come from is just because it's like oh I'm just gonna go play hockey today. Um, but definitely our team and the confidence that we have right now I think it's also like we all, we're all trusting each other more right now which is the biggest thing in playoffs like you can go trust your forwards to go score and then you can go trust your d to you know make great plays on top of it and then once you work together like we, we always say like on the same sheet of music like once you're all together and you all trust each other and all working together it kind of just it works like it's
0: magic. Last week on our podcast we had your teammate Taylor Heise on and she talked about uh that that this team has been confident all year that but maybe late in the year they everyone kinda also started to realize that it was getting real. Like okay, here we go, and there were block shots from the defense and there were different things, particularly in that Ohio State game and the in the championship game. And then I thought last week you guys tilted the ice to the point where um you had to be lonely a few times down on, on your end of the rink because I thought uh it was it. Was a pretty controlling effort in hockey. You never know, right? One bad bounce, and and who knows. But I thought you know those were pretty good. Really, when you count the Wisconsin game, two, three straight games where um, you guys were were doing maybe that extra thing is what Taylor Heisey mentioned last week. Did you? Would you agree? you
1: three? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I can you know our season is the longest season on campus. It goes over both semesters, pretty much the entire year, almost and. I feel like when you get into that, just like, oh, every day you play Friday, Saturday, it's just kind of like a routine. And we kind of got maybe lost in it, like, oh, just every day, every day, it's the same thing. And then, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we go, wait, we only have a few weeks left. And then it's like playoffs and it's a big deal. So I think, you know, like a couple of weeks ago, we were all just like, you know what, like kind of break the routine a little bit. Um, step it up another notch and then we've been just playing great sense
0: and now you have the frozen four birth obviously there's still work to do but i, I would guess when um, you were going through you know your your choices of of where to go to college and all those things that the idea of of uh, you know the dream of playing in a frozen four was was part of whatever was going into it um so what's that feeling like uh, to to have that part of it secured
1: yeah it's you know my, it's an amazing feeling when I was going through through the recruiting process, you know, I only looked into schools that had a chance at like winning a national championship within like the next like I was think I was like 9 years out and definitely like the goal for me in my career was to win a national championship. So now knowing that we're one step closer and we're into the frozen four, it's an amazing feeling to know that like I picked the right place and everything's kind of lining up together.
0: What is it, what was it like to, in that game Saturday? And look, I was just sitting in the stands. I was just, you know, Rube, you know, with my gopher hat on cheering and watching. But um, when you guys, I thought again, my observation was that you guys were pretty well controlling that game. What's it like as a goaltender then knowing that, uh, um, you know you, you one, you're not seeing a lot for a while of that game on your end, but two knowing also, and I suppose this is a nightly thing um, that you don't want to you know let uh, the, you know a bad one in and all of a sudden a zero zero game even though you've dominated as one zip or how is a goaltender because that has to be such a strange or a different mindset than a lot of different positions in all of sports, I would think
1: yeah, it's definitely different you have to stay really consistent and kind of like have the same mindset the entire time. Like you can't get too like emotionally high or too emotionally low because that's when those goals happen. Either like it's a good quality goal or like, like a lot of times this season, like I've scored on myself or like our team has scored on ourselves to get us into those weird situations. So I don't know, at least last weekend I kind of just told myself, especially once we got up, like I think it was two goals. I was like, okay, like I can stop. Like I can just, keep playing like do your job is kind of what I always tell myself like don't overdo it just like stay calm you know stay in the same mental state and then it all kind of works out I kind of try to show as little emotion as I can throughout the game and kind of just play and let it play out and I don't know. That's just what I've been doing. It kind of works, so I might just keep it going.
0: Yeah, and and also like I'm curious what your routine might be heading into a game because it is a little different as a goaltender. I I maybe would liken it to like a starting pitcher on a on a major league baseball team that that you have to count on other people, but it's really your game, right? And pitchers and I've I've covered major league clubhouses where there's some starting pitchers like you know we're not we're not even going to go even make eye contact with the guy because he's he's in a deal, and then others are very laid back. What is your approach to uh, to get ready for a game?
1: I'm definitely um, the more type where I kind of like to isolate myself a little bit. Like you said, like it doesn't matter how good your team plays if your goal is not there, you're going to lose the game. So it is definitely a very you know pressure filled and stressful position. Um, but I don't know. I like to kinda, even like after we have team meal, we usually have like two hours before we get to the rink, and I just sit in my bed and lay down and like isolate myself and like I'm roommates with all like forwards and one defenseman and then like I, I I can hear them downstairs and there's just like normal hanging out like whatever and for me I'm just like sitting here like until I have to leave and then even when I get to the rink I kind of try to keep to myself more and I just go and I just like sit in the training room and like I don't do much I don't it's a very it's a very mental position too so it's like I kind of have to be on my own by myself for like majority of the time before the game
0: is it uh do you uh meditate or visualize do you have uh, earbuds with music uh, or is it or is it not any of that
1: it's not any of that i like to try to like not think about anything kind of just you know, like before the game, when I get to the rink, I'll just probably just go on my phone and lay down, and try to nap. And then once I get to the rink, I just, I try not to think about anything and just kind of let the game come to me almost.
0: Well, you've had a great season. Obviously, your, uh, your shutout against Duluth on Saturday was, uh, if, if I'm looking at this right, seven shutouts now on the, on a season in a league that is so good in the WCHA, uh, 1.82 goals against three time goaltender of the month in the conference, six time goaltender of the week. Um, and then after all that third team, all conference, there's some good goaltenders in, in the WCHA too. But I wonder also, do you, do you take some of that part of it though, personally too, when you look at all the numbers and then ah, third team, all all conference, which is a great honor, right? But mm-hmm. you, you know, you, you're yeah. the leaders.
1: Yeah, it definitely is a little bit frustrating too. Cause I know there was a stretch. I think we lost two games in February and I think that's when I slipped a little bit on the list. Um, Definitely was trying to get first team, definitely was trying to get the best stats and uh, Emma Soderbergh and Duluth ended up getting that. And so it was a great feeling to know that I shut that team out and ended their season um, last week. But yeah, I don't know. All those honors are great and all, but at the end of the day, like all that matters is I'll have a national championship at the end of the week.
0: And As you got rolling in the season with all those honors and all those awards and all those shutouts, um, uh, and, and even in talking to Taylor Heise last week on the podcast, uh, it just sounded like as you got uh, going, your teammates also just like, yeah, okay, we're good there. We don't have to worry about what's happening behind us. We do our job almost as if you were talking about earlier you're doing your job, that, that, that they have pretty much ultimate confidence in what you're doing.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, that's definitely something because as a fresh, we had three goalies last year who played like consistent minutes. So I think that's like a big difference from last last year. It was like pretty much a new goalie every game and we rotated through. so that consistent level kind of wasn't there last year. so I think, for all the skaters, like knowing that it's like the same person there pretty much every time, and that they they know how I play because every goalie plays different, and it's just they kind of it's that trust factor again that at the end of the year is the biggest thing rolling into playoffs.
0: And uh, for, from that standpoint as well, do you? Um, I, I mean, it must help once you get to play in many games in a row, right? Do you find a rhythm as opposed to having to uh, to alternate through as you did maybe your first season?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely it's a lot the routine you have becomes way easier to get into than when you're like a backup one day, a third string, the next day, starting the next day. Like it's, it's very hard. And especially for me, like I, I grew up playing boys hockey in at Lakeville North and my junior year, I was like the backup. I only had a few games. And then my senior year was COVID. So everything we we played, but like we got to show up to the ring like 15 minutes early, had like a half a season, And then coming into college, we rotated three goalies. So this was like my first real full season since like my sophomore year of high school. So in the beginning of the season, that was definitely the most challenging thing for me was to be like, wait, I have to play two games every single week for like five months. (laughs) So that was probably the biggest thing is like, okay, this is my first real season. I really have to work on conditioning, the mental part of it and it was choppy and up and down for a little bit. I know November was a little tough for me because that's when it really set in that like, okay, I'm going to probably play every game. Um, So it definitely did take a little bit, but as soon as my routine kind of came back, it was just like easy to get down again.
0: What is your routine from that standpoint? You mentioned conditioning now every, you know, every game you're in. Um, What does that involve for a goaltender uh, to, to make sure that you're in, you know, physical shape, you know, to, to play two games every weekend?
1: Uh, We obviously, we have like regular team practices and depends sometimes I'll, we have Mondays off. So maybe like I'll go personally and I'll skate on my own doing my own like goalie movements, and crease stuff Monday, or I'll take the day off. It depends how my body feels. But then after that throughout practice, I have to really manage how many shots I take in practice. Cause like I can like physically I can take probably as many as I want, but to be able to last from like Monday to Saturday, you have to really be able to like manage like, okay, if I take every single shot right now, like by Saturday, I'm probably not going to be at my best. Um, so it's managing what I take in practice what drills I take a lot of shots in practice and then it also goes into off ice lifting in our training and we don't really do heavy lifts that most teams do we do very hockey specific like mobility type stuff Um, and our weight and strength and conditioning coaches came up with this new workout they call it like the Russian workout because that's like where it started and it is goalie specific and it's like ISO holds. So you're like holding whatever position and stuff for a certain amount of time. And that's something that I just started, like at the end of the summer and through the year, um, I ended up starting to do that like once a week before games, because like your goalie position, you're like basically holding a half squat like the entire game. So that's like another thing that I had to like get adjusted to like doing to get that feeling in right before games.
0: Yeah, I was wondering too if uh, you know whether it's lifting or running or what have you. I would think that some of the muscle groups that you as a goalie might want to work on might be totally different than someone who wants to maybe increase speed as a skater, as a forward, or strength as a defense, uh, a defender, or something. So, so you kind of answered it a little bit there. Plus the flexibility part, right? For for you, you're contorting and moving and 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 trying to do all this with you know with with um, in a split second or less than a split. second. So I suppose your routine is different than what Taylor Heisey, for example, who we talked to last week might be from, from a weightlifting standpoint and a conditioning standpoint.
1: Yeah, it's completely different. Like the stuff we do in the gym, like I still do like the skater workouts whenever we have like team stuff. But then like I go off on like extra workouts and do my personal goalie stuff. And like in the summer, like you get to pick what you do. So it's a little different. But that's definitely something I talked to my strength and conditioning coach this summer. I was like, your workouts are great like they're obviously helping the skaters but like my sprints don't matter right (laughs) you know so i was like this is great and all and they're doing like i'm not trying to like diss you or anything like your workouts are fantastic but like as a goalie i need different movements and i need different holds and you know rotating more and that's something where he has a bunch of interns too and one of the interns like became really like excited and had so much fun looking into the goaltending position and all the stuff that he goes like, wow, like, you guys move completely different. And like <laughs> all the muscle groups are you use are completely different. So he had so much fun researching and coming up with all these separate goalie workouts that we now have, which I don't think they've had that in the years past. So it was yeah. really fun to come up
0: yeah, that's great, and then and then just the idea, like you mentioned, you, you know, in the different positioning you're in, um, you know, probably doing the splits to to make a save or moving your arms quickly or what have you, um, and then as you mentioned, you're kind of in a crouch much of the way as well. So um, it, it is a you know it's you know you're not skating up and down the rink, but it is a workout uh, going through through periods of hockey in a game, I would think.
1: Mm -hmm. it is like it's crazy to think like we have our little heart rate monitors too that we wear and like i'm burning like more calories than the skaters do because in a way like goaltending is more kind of like weightlifting and like moving your body up and down where they're like just like basically running the whole time so it's funny to see like it doesn't look like i'm doing much but at the end of the day like i work just as hard and sometimes even harder than they do
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, I got to ask you this question because I I saw on the uh, selection show um, they were talking uh, about, you know, hey, here's this team, here's this team, all right, the Gophers are in. And then they made reference to, I I don't remember exactly how it was worded, and I don't remember exactly which one of the panelists said it, but yeah, the Gophers are strong, this, that, Uh, maybe shaky goaltending. I think was, it was something like that. And I'm sure you saw it. My question is I just rattled off all of what I rattled off about 10 minutes ago seven shutouts, 1.82 goal against, uh, you know, player of the month three times, player of the week seven times, all that stuff. Where do they find shaky goaltending as a problem for the Gophers? And does that serve as a, a motivator for you a little bit?
1: Yeah, that was definitely interesting because said it last minute too in the selection show and that was like you know the night before like we beat Ohio State three to one and I had a 97 save percentage and I was just like did she really just say that like I was so I was like like not shaky like at anything you could just say like normal like it's yeah. like <laughs> so it was like it was a little and I was very motivating honestly like I was like that's not like throughout the whole year like beat Ohio State three times you know, like just won the conference championship. Uh, my stats are good. Uh, I have two assists on the year too, and yeah. like, you know, it's just it was it was very it was very insulting. It was, and then she she made a little snipe at the same time too about like just like defense as a whole, and we were just like, okay, really? Like it was very. <laughs> everyone thought it was unnecessary. It was insulting, and. Me personally, other than the pairwise, like. I think they just wanted an excuse to put Ohio state ahead of us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like the <laughs> announcers had to like come up with stuff and say stuff. So it was definitely a motivating factor for me going into Duluth. And obviously I guess it paid off. So thanks Kendall coin for saying that. Is I, that guess. Who it
0: was? Yeah, I could remember. I couldn't yeah. remember who it was. So there you go. You've got uh, you've, you've got a little uh, chip on the shoulder uh, already. Uh, and now that added to it for sure. And now um, and here it is Wisconsin again, right for the sixth time this season. Um, which, you know, three teams out of the WCHA and the Frozen Four out of the four teams, which tells you that um, you guys have to feel totally battle-tested, as do the others, I'm sure, right? They've All, all those teams have had success, 100%, that's for sure. Uh, what do you think of going against the Badgers again here for time number six now?
1: Oh, it's going to be so much fun, I think, especially, like, it's, the, you know, pretty much the biggest rivalry in uh, women's college hockey and it being in the frozen four just makes it 10 times better. And we've seen each other so much. Like at this point, like we know how to play against each other Um, just because when you play someone so many times, you know, all their tendencies and stuff, but I definitely do think that we're very well prepared and it's going to be a great game.
0: How big was it? Do you think for you guys all as a team to get the win in the semis of the WCHA against Wisconsin Um, just to, all right. And, and, and pretty much controlled that game. It seemed as well
1: yeah that was I think that was definitely another turning point that we had in the year we uh the four games before against Wisconsin we've had we had the worst puck luck possible like we tied them and went to shoot out with them twice and then we lost twice and it was just we were just like we're not gonna let them win again at this point <laughs> like we're ready like it's been a roller coaster of you know series with them um so I think it was just we weren't gonna to lose to them again, and being able to win in the semis too, I think that that was a huge just confidence into the next day, because the week before Wisconsin did beat Ohio State in overtime, so it was like okay, like we're fine. It was it was a great feeling.
0: And and what's a little bit without giving away too much of any kind of a game plan, but what's a scouting report on Wisconsin for you as a goalie? What do you have to pay attention to especially?
1: Uh, definitely, they're very good at sh- their shots and their shot placement is very good. Um, definitely their rushes, I would say. Um, they like to have, you know, the two on one and then their D joins to make it a three on one or a three on two and watching that high slot person. Um, But honestly, at the end of the day, like I, I personally don't like to look too much into game plans and I kind of just let myself play and figure it out as I go. Um, But there are always a little, some key things you have to
0: run into and look at. What, um, when did you figure out that you were pretty good at, at goaltending? When did you first put skates on and then when did it become, okay, uh, maybe I won't be a skater per se, but I'm going to be in in net. How, How did that all come about for you?
1: Yeah, so my older two sisters played hockey, so I kind of just started playing because they did, and it was like second day, I think I was in like first grade or something, it was second grade, and it was like the second day of U8s, and I was like, I don't like the equipment, like the skater equipment. I hated the helmet, it like hurt the sides of my head, like I didn't like it at all. So then like I did, that it was at the time where you like passed the goalie year around, but I was, like, second day, I tried it, loved it, and I basically was the goalie for the rest of the time. And it was so much fun. And then when I was, like, in third or fourth grade in the summer, um, the boys' team had, like, a summer team, and, like, they need another goalie. So they, like, asked my dad because he knew the other families. And they are like, yeah, sure. So I started playing with them in the summer, and then all of a sudden I just – transitioned to playing with them year round and I ended up playing with the same group of kids through my senior year of high school so I never really felt like oh like I'm really good because I was always playing with boys so I was kind of always like winning games playing well like getting a lot of shots too because my team wasn't always the strongest but um I always just like tried to stick with them tried to play with them and I, I think what helped was like being a girl playing with boys like you can't just be better than them like a little bit because they'll still kind of want to take the boy over you like you have to like be obviously better than them and that's kind of like what my parents told me growing up so I just worked so hard just to make it known that like I yeah I can stick with them and then I think as soon as I got to like middle school or something like something changed and I just I kept accelerating And it was so much fun because that group of kids, like, they're my best friends. Like, I've grown up with them forever. And, like, it was so much fun that they were so accepting, too. So I think it kind of, like, the mentality was, like, they're so accepting. They're my best friends. Like, I'm just going to keep working hard. And at the same time, it was so much fun. Yeah. So that was kind of, like, what I went through. And then, I don't know, I'd play girls hockey in the summer. And then I'd come back and be like, oh, this is kind of easier. So then I would just you know, play really well then. And that's kind of like when I started catching eyes, but I don't know. I think it was just, you know, like playing boys hockey really pushed me forward. Yeah, I was, I was I
0: was I was going to ask because that's not it, it's not a it, it's not a totally. I mean, there have been other women who have come up playing boys hockey, but it doesn't happen a lot. So it's a it is a bit of a unique path. How do you think it helps shape you uh, in terms of maybe your mentality and and as you mentioned, maybe a chip on the shoulder to, to always have to be a little bit better. Uh, you know, to mm-hmm. continue to to make teams and to and to move on and and all of that.
1: It definitely like thinking back on it now, like my mental game and like how I think and function is totally different because I played boys hockey. Cause like you said, like I always had to be like so much better than the person next to me that I've just, I've always been super competitive and I internalize so much for like, I feel like a lot of times and even on my team, you see them so competitive, but you can tell that they're like fighting each other for like being competitive where I'm like, I'm fighting myself almost. Um, And I think that really came together with the boys program. Like the boys are always, they're not meaner, but they, you know, make fun of people. They, they call, they chirp people. They, you know, they're, they're, it's funny, but at the same time, they, they try to like be a little mean to everyone they go by. Um, So I think that definitely also made me very mentally strong. Like I knew they weren't actually being mean to me or like any of my teammates, but it's something that coming into the girls program too was a little different to deal with because like no one, none of the girls are really like that. Um, so I remember like my first summer here, like I was acting and like saying stuff that I do to my boys team and some of the girls were getting like, they thought I was actually being mean to them. And I was like, wait, no, no, like I'm not. So that's definitely a different mentality that I gained from the boys program. And it was, just so like looking back on it now like if I didn't play with them I definitely would not be the the person that I am today.
0: It it sounds almost too like it wasn't as if like okay you're pretty good at this let's have you play with the boys because that that we want you to go on and be a scholarship player it almost sounded like it just was a natural okay all right I'm gonna have a shot here and yeah I'm on this team and the next thing you know it's a next year and another year is that am I accurate Mm -hmm. with that do you think?
1: That's exactly what happened. So I literally just jumped on. It was supposed to be just for like a weekend um, filling in. And then like I played really well. So like they just kept like asking me to come back and play with them. So I was like, because in the summer, like you resubmit like your roster to each individual tournament type of thing every weekend. So they're just like, oh, you want to play again? want to play again? And then all of a sudden it was like every summer I'd play with them. And then once I got into like fifth grade, the parents were like kind of like begging my to my parents to sign me up for like their winter team um so then you know after fifth grade I was like yeah I'll just play boys hockey from here on out like it's fun like I'm friends with them and it just makes me better so I was like why not
0: yeah and, and the, re- the rest, I guess, as they say, is history. You mentioned that uh, sometimes the other team uh, might say something. Do you think it was that they would just say something to whoever the goalie was? Or do you think there were times where there was intent, like, okay, there's a girl in goal. We're going to give her a hard time. I think
1: definitely, like, at the younger ages, like, it was, oh, yeah, there's a girl here. Because I was still new. And then once I like because you play against the same kids in Minnesota, like every in your conference every every year, like every month, basically. And once like they were like, oh, she's here again, like, you you know, each other from city to city. So it it became a little bit less. But definitely in the beginning, it was oh, she's a girl. But that also it also helped me playing boys because I never had to like defend myself or anything like they'd say stuff to me or they'd like touch me after the whistle. And I had like all five of my teammates go beating (laughs) up. and I could just sit there and watch so I definitely think that also helped me going into college too like girls chirp each other like each other on the ice too like against their opponents and no one does that to me and I think it's because like I've learned just like be quiet and just like watch them and like skate away and then and it kind of makes them even more mad. So I don't know. I think it's just funny how everything winds up together.
0: So if you're you're playing, you know, high level high school hockey, uh, you know, and and in, in the South Metro, there's a lot of good teams, and I'm sure you're playing some of those West Metro teams that are good. Um, and I'm guessing at some point you played against uh, high school players who eventually ended up in the Big Ten or, or the NCHC or what have you. So who were some, some of the boys that you played against in high school that could bring a slap shot and you knew you had to, uh, you know, you had to be on your game if you wanted to keep your team in it?
1: There, there were definitely a lot. Um, my, my freshman year, I was still technically in Bantams, but I actually played against Brock Faber. Um, and that whole Maple Grove team, which uh, if anyone knows anything about that class, they are – they're everywhere now. Um, a lot of them went to NTDP. They're half of them are playing division one at least. Um, and that was a great team. Oh gosh. I don't even remember name the name. Now a lot of the guys I played with are still in juniors technically. Sure. So they're, they're not quite here yet. I played against Luke Lewandowski from uh, Rosemont, who was at the time committed to Wisconsin. I'm not sure where he's going now, but always like the fastest kid on the ice. Like, that was one I'd, and we play him every year it was in our conference and it was like that kid I was like he's fast <laughs> like compared <laughs> to even all the other high schoolers um but yeah there were so many i played against like Kyle Kukunen who's at I think Michigan Tech now um I don't even know there's so many I've probably played against so many I don't even know too just yeah. youth hockey 60 games a year but no it was so much fun like the speed of the shots and like the hitting too. like, I didn't have to get hit, but I could always watch it. It was so much changes the game completely, but yeah, I was just being able to play at a level. And then now kind of like seeing their names pop up here and there. It's like, wow, like good for them. Like they've gone so far and like, I got to play against them. (laughs) Yeah. So much fun. It's um like fun drafted too. Like I've seen a few, like yeah. I, I, against like Chaz, Chaz Lucius, who was here last year. And it's like, Oh, that kid got drafted or Connor Kurth, like them against Gentry. And it's just, it's so funny to be like, Oh, that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then now with that, uh, cause I know the, the men's and women's team, you guys share ice time sometimes if they're playing on an NHL sheet and that you've gone to some of their games, they go to some of yours. Have you, and Brock, have you ever mentioned to Brock Faber that did, did he remember? Uh, playing against you or any of those other guys, maybe
1: we haven't really talked about it, but it, it's like at the same time you like you walk in the first day and you're like, oh hey, like it's like you're already kind of like a mutual person. Yeah, you don't really talk about it, but uh, yeah, he probably. I mean, it's, he probably remembers. I don't know. It yeah. was like Bantam. <laughs> that year. They were beating teams like nine to zero that year too. So maybe not, but. <laughs> They were really
0: tough. You mentioned the checking um, in in you know in high school boys uh, the the checking is obviously part of it. And you as a goalie, it might be different. I think I read an article earlier this year um, uh, that that you were quoted in saying that it was it was an adjustment when you got then to Division One women's level because maybe the creativity for the women was different to create shots because there was maybe less of the checking. Is that did I read that right? And explain Mm -hmm. that to me a little bit.
1: Yeah, I, I always tell people, like, uh, as a goalie, seeing the two different games, it feels like a different game to play. Uh, the decision-making for the guys, like, naturally have to be so much faster because if it's not, they're going to get gonna get hurt. Yeah. Uh, and, like, you can even see on, like, our team, like, Taylor Heisey is able to take it, like, coast to coast, stick handle around literally everybody and continue to hold on to the puck and do whatever she wants and walk in and score because she's so talented. But at the same time, it's like... If a guy did that, I don't know if he'd still have a head. So, <laughs> as a goalie in that position growing up, I was always super quick, super fast like, boom, boom, go, boom, go, 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 because it was so much faster. Their puck came off the stick so much faster. Their release was completely different. And then coming into college with the girls' game, I have to be way more patient. And for me, Like, I kind of hated it at first because I was like, I just want to go. Like, I just want to play fast. But if I do, I'm going to give up a ton of goals because the girls are able to hold it so much longer and, like, literally place it wherever they want type of thing. And that was something where I definitely had to work on all summer. And holding my edges and being able to, like, really watch the puck in is something that I've worked on. But it is definitely a completely different game. And I know in some leagues in other countries, they're implementing checking into women's hockey. Just because that's been like the biggest thing with growing the game is people don't want to watch it because they might think it's slower and not as, you know, action. So I would not be surprised in the next few years if the NCAA makes a change because it more, I feel like it would draw more fans in.
0: Yeah, interesting. I, I've enjoyed watching it either way, but um, the, the interesting part, too, you mentioned some of the other countries. Now, you we have just a few minutes that I want to keep you here to ask you about your national uh, team experience winning some world championships and also maybe keeping an eye ahead and looking ahead to, to potentially continue uh, some of that international flavor. So tell us what you've been able to do on an international level up to this point and um obviously knowing the frozen four is the immediate situation this week and this weekend but um with maybe a, a little bit of a, a, a of a gander ahead to also maybe being part of team USA down the road
1: yeah so I definitely had an interesting experience at team USA when I was younger I, I since I played boys hockey like I never like thought I was like I thought it was good, but I never thought I was like that level good. So I'd go to like USA tryouts and I'd literally just play. And then at the end of the day, I'd have like a nine, six save percentage at like against the best girls in the country and at 15 years old. So I was like, oh, like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> like I was I didn't know any better. Sure, I had no sure. idea. And so when I was 15, I ended up making the under 18 national team. Uh and then I had, you know, I played really well uh, throughout, like, their selection, like, series and stuff. And and went to Worlds and Obahiro, Japan. Uh, we ended up getting silver. We lost t- in overtime to Canada that year, so that was a tough loss. But um, it was so much fun. And then the following year, I um, continued on that same team, and we won gold in Slovakia. So, and it was overtime versus Canada. So it was, <laughs> like, a fun set of events Um, and then my third year so my like 18 year I was 18 was COVID so we were supposed to go to Sweden that year but everything got you know locked down and canceled so and hopefully you know down the road like USA hockey is very different than what it was when I started I feel like it's like completely new staff and completely new like board of directors and stuff than when like I first started so obviously like I don't even know that much because it's so different, but down the road, I definitely do want to hopefully make the national team. And my ultimate goal in my career is to win an Olympic gold medal. So it's going to be very hard, especially like in the goaltending position. It's a little different too, because they only take three and like right now they're like in their mid to late twenties. So like as a goalie, like you have to really stick around and like pay your dues and like, Um, play for a very long time, but ultimately I do want to win an Olympic gold medal.
0: Yeah, that would be such a dream come true. Well, you've got a shot to win a national championship this weekend. Um, Do you allow your mind to think about that, or are you back in that spot where you don't think about anything right now for the week ahead?
1: I don't know. I I, I think about it a little bit where it's like, oh, like this time next week, I could be a national championship, like a champion. Um, But at the same time, it's still, it's just, it's another Tuesday. (laughs) kind of keeping that same routine, Um, but I know the week will go by very fast,
0: (laughs) that's for sure. It sure will. Uh, We won't keep you any longer. Get some rest. uh, Get in your good spot. uh, Go beat the Badgers on Friday, and uh, let's have some fun Sunday, too, and uh, maybe uh, cut down that net, uh, so to speak, and and, uh, hang a banner.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, thanks so much for joining us. I, I know people are going to enjoy listening to uh, to learn a little bit more about your background, and um, and certainly they'll be watching this weekend. So thank you very much.
1: Yeah, thank you,
0: Skylar Vetter. It's episode number sixty two. I hope you enjoyed getting to know University of Minnesota standout goaltender Skylar Vetter a little bit better. My thanks to her for spending some time with us on this Frozen Four week. She's dialed in and ready to go. As you can tell, the Gophers' first game on Friday night in Duluth comes against Wisconsin. It faces off at six o'clock. It's the Frozen Four. The Go Gopher podcast episode 62 is presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're buying or selling a business, visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today. We're also partnered with Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, a locally member-owned full-service financial invested in you. You can learn more at affinityplus.org slash gophers. They also have a top-ranked mobile app. And we're also sponsored by State Farm Agent tony hoagland again i'd invite you to listen to past podcast and right now please be sure to click the subscribe button to the go go for podcast it's absolutely free to listen at any time and please be sure to share the link to the podcast with others so they can subscribe and listen as well we'll talk again next week